G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Welcome to Set Free with Ken Legg. This week we're dealing with the sensitive issue of sexual abuse. If there are young children listening, now might be a good time to consider whether this content would be appropriate. One of the many consequences that those who have been sexually abused have to endure is an overwhelming sense of shame. But the salvation that God brings to our lives through the finished work of Christ does not only deal with sin, but also its consequences. God covers our nakedness with His glory. And this glory is none other than His own moral image, that with which we were originally created, but that which was lost at the fall. Now all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but when we're justified, God declares us to be perfectly righteous. And then, of course, through the process of sanctification, that internal glory begins to be manifested on the outside. We are being conformed to the image of Christ, and others see it, this shining out of His glory. Ultimately, there is a process that awaits us at the return of Jesus Christ, which we call glorification. When we see Him, we shall be like Him in body, soul, and spirit. We shall be delivered from the very presence of evil forever and the former things will not even be called to mind. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And thanks for joining us. Phil here along with author and pastor Ken Legg. And over the last couple of days, we've been looking at the sensitive subject of recovery from sexual abuse. Welcome, Ken. Sexual abuse leaves uh, such a horrendous legacy to its victims, doesn't it? I, I mean, you've been sharing with us uh, the sense of shame that people have who've been violated in this way that they carry sometimes through their entire life. And I guess another key factor is that they have to contend with is the, the way they view their body. Yes, I agree with that. You know, m- many victims have to deal with uh, self-hate as a consequence of their past traumas. But also, of course, this can carry over into their relationship with their partner, mm. both generally, of course, and in the, the sexual realm. And uh, often you find that people that have been abused sexually in the past, they've got extreme views about sex now. Either either it becomes like an obsession mm. or it's the other thing usually, which is they, they, they just see it as a dirty subject. They don't want to go there and it's an ordeal and we've got to do this thing. Uh, it's my duty, but let's get it over with. And, uh, and so that carries over into that realm as well, you know. It's got to be pretty hard to deal with. Is, is that something that typically they're stuck with with the rest of their life? Is there some hope for change? I believe there is hope for change, and that's what the gospel is is all about. Now, of course, nobody, though, can live beyond that which is in their heart. And so uh, God's way of changing us is is to change the heart by renewing the mind. And we've Mm -hmm. spoken about that in in previous sessions. But we we said earlier on in this program that, that God has a program of eradicating shame by replacing it with glory. Uh, and that's what salvation is all about. It's all about us being recipients of the glory of God. That which was lost at the fall is restored when we're saved. But then as we journey through life, as we grow in Christ, that which is on the inside begins to become visible. Pe- people begin to see 
evidence of the glory of God upon us. And, mm. of course, there's that wonderful hope when all sin, and, and the Bible says even the memory of sin, you know, the former things will not be remembered anymore. Uh, those will be totally eradicated, and we shall stand in the full glory of God. So so God has got a program of uh, replacing shame with his glory. I guess shame is one thing, but there's probably some people who've been through this kind of situation who actually come to hate themselves and you might see extremes of that where they, they do things, you know, self-harming yeah. or they hate their bodies. What do you do there? Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, the person who's been sexually abused has a distorted view of the body often. Uh, that's because they believe the lie. Uh, they believe that it is an ugly thing. It's a, it's a, it's a negative thing. It's, a, um, you know, it's just a, a thing which they dread and they come to despise the body and... Uh, uh, so what's the truth? You know, if they believe the lie, what is the truth? We need to get God's perspective concerning our body. And the Bible actually says that, uh, you know, a lot about our body. When you when you study the, the scriptures, it has a lot to say about the subject of our body and how we should view the body. Now, we know that uh, the body is that part of us that hasn't been redeemed mm. and it's waiting glorification. And yet God has still bestowed a great dignity upon our body now in, in, in this way. Now, I believe that Satan would try to get us to despise our body, uh, especially if it has been abused in the way that we've been talking about this week. But the New Testament teaches that um, the body of every believer is sanctified. Now, that word sanctified just means that it's been set apart for God. That in itself is, is liberating. You know, this body, God has said, I want that. I, I, I want that because I have a glorious plan for that body, and he set it apart for himself. Um, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul says that our bodies are a member of Christ's body, just like my finger, my eye, my ear is a member of my human body. I mean, it's not an attachment to it. It's, it's an integral part of uh, the organic whole, if you like. And, and in a similar way, we are a member of Christ's body. Our body is a member of his body. That ties into something you said earlier in the week in that you need to deal to this issue in the here and now, not yep. to revisit it in the past, but we're living here and now. Yeah. And if something is sanctified, set apart here and now yeah. for the future, mm. you know, if I think about I use any resource, you know, I put it to one side because I know I want to use that. That's dedicated for this purpose. It's not dedicated for that purpose in the past. Yeah. I've put it aside for now and in the future. Yeah. It actually doesn't matter what the condition of that was up to the point that it was sanctified, it was set apart. It doesn't yeah. matter what experiences that thing had up to that point. I have deemed it worthy enough to put aside for the use that I have deemed for yeah. now and in the future. God looks at us in exactly the same way, and he says it doesn't matter what you've gone through in the past. You are worthy enough for me to put aside, to sanctify for my purposes now and into the future. Yeah. And another thing that um, uh, Paul goes on to say about the body, uh, to give it this sense of value and dignity, is that our body is the temple mm. of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the Old Testament times, there's only one man who could enter the temple, the holy part of the temple, and that only one part of one day every year. Only mm. one man. That's right. And uh, God lives inside us 24-7, <laughs> year in, year out. Our, our body is now the temple where God the Holy Spirit resides. What incredible dignity God has given to our body by just that fact alone. Yeah, and that's where statements like that, if you do a bit of study on what they did back then in the temple and stuff, it just comes alive and you think, yeah. 
wow, this is almost too good to be true, um, too, too good to, to take seriously. Yeah. But lot, lots of us don't take it seriously. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's the nature of the gospel, isn't it? it? It seems too good to be true, and that's why it's called good news. It's, it's too, it sounds too good to be true, and that's, that's the, the nature of the gospel. And another thing about um, our body, Paul says when he's writing to the Romans, and I, I love this, he says, don't present your members, that's your, you know, the members of your body, as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Mm. And so God, the Holy Spirit, who's indwelling us, is going to work works of righteousness through the members of our body. You know, they're going to be instruments that are working righteousness Mm. in this earth. Again, another incredible dignity that God has given to our body. Another thing, Phil, as we wrap up today, concerning our body and just the dignity that it has, even in its unredeemed state, that's what we're talking about. Um, We've done a whole week's program, of course, on uh, the subject of spiritual gifts. And, you know, Paul exhorts us at the beginning of that chapter in Romans chapter 12 to um, don't be conformed to this world, be renewed by the, sorry, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, and then go on and present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And, and how do you do that? You, you discover the gift that God has given you. And that gift can only function, whatever gift it is, it doesn't matter what it is, our gifts can only function through this human body. Now you think about that. Every gift that has been given to the body of Christ operates within a human body, a, a, a redeemed body, you know, that the Christ has saved and is now his own. Mm. And, and so, you know, God is doing his work on earth through our bodies. And the amazing thing is it doesn't matter what we've been through in the past, God still uses us. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is, He has redeemed us. An important study this week, the people recovering from sexual abuse. And we'll have more for you tomorrow. And until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 